Hey friends, I bet you were captivated by the title, right? 99% of small businesses don't do this? Wondering what could that be? Well, the truth is that I found from my own research that too many small firms, lawyers, accountants, financial advisors are not exempt, think that this strategy is eh, too woo-woo, so they dismiss it. Or they're too busy with client work to schedule the time to work on this strategy. Or maybe they're thinking, my team, my employees, they're not interested in that stuff. Well, today, I want to prove you wrong. Let's get real. Business owners who earn 10 times more don't work 10 times harder. Welcome to the Work Less, Profit More podcast for lawyers, accountants, financial advisors, and other experts. And I'm Diana Lidstone, business and marketing strategist known for my yeah, straight talk and no BS and helping my clients work less, well, paradoxically, profiting more. In every episode, including this one, I'll share simple tools, strategies, and resources to help you get better at the business side of your profession so you can double, quadruple, or even 10 times your small firm without sacrificing family time, travel, or anything else you love. Let's dive into today's episode. It's true. It's really sad, but it is true. Too many small firms think that this one strategy I'm going to share with you today is eh, not really worth the time to invest or it's too woo-woo. So what happens? 99% of businesses don't do this. However, I know that you're really smart and you can jump ahead of the 99%. You can be in that 1% by just doing this one strategy. Now, it's true. They won't schedule the time for it, but I know for certain that this one strategy will help you achieve explosive growth, take more time off, build a workplace culture where your people love coming to work and do their job well so that you almost feel that you're underpaying them. It'll help you focus your efforts because it'll act like your GPS. So you're not wasting time chasing bright, shiny objects. And it'll help your small firm differentiate itself in the marketplace so your dream clients come to you expecting to pay high ticket prices, thus increasing your profits. If any of these sound like something you might want to have in your small firm, then let's stay with me here. But before I dive into this strategy, can I ask you a question? Now, do you consider yourself, you know, which is it? Fill in the blank. A lawyer, an accountant? financial advisor, some sort of expert? Or do you consider yourself a business person, someone who drives growth, has the vision, leads a team, who markets your business? Here's the truth. I know you were trained in one area of expertise, but if you have employees or dream of having a team or growing your small firm, then my friend, you're a business person. So one of the ways I've explained this for years and years is that Imagine your law firm, your accountancy firm, as a coin. There's two sides of it. One side is your expertise. That's what you learned in school. And the other side is the business of business. Probably something you didn't learn in school. Probably something that you have clamored together over the years. If you listen to the previous episode, episode 70 of the podcast, I'll share my experience about my sister who's a veterinarian. I know for sure if you want to work less and profit more, you have to start thinking like a business person. Karen, here's perhaps where you could insert some quick music. Just remember, listeners, 
Just because I'm specifically referring to lawyers, accountants, and advisors, it doesn't mean that this strategy won't work for you if you have a service-based business. In fact, I know it will, so keep listening. In 2014, as I was doing some research for my coaching business, I interviewed numerous local, very well-respected business owners, including, yes, lawyers, accountants, financial advisors, coaches, and even a rather large local retail store owner. One of the questions that I asked them was, do you have a written five-year vision for your business? Let me repeat that. This was one of the key questions I asked them. Did they have a written five-year vision for their business? How many do you think answered yes? Out of, let's say, 10. Well, only one. I was so shocked. And today I'm still shocked as I start working with clients as how many business owners haven't done this critical work. I consider it as important or perhaps more important than knowing your numbers, your financials. Now, another way of looking at this question, you know, do you have a vision for your business, is what does success mean to you? Hmm. In five years, if you, the listener, has been successful, what specifically will you have achieved in your business? Now, I know that if I asked 50 entrepreneurs that same question, what does success mean to them, I would get 50 different answers. Some of them very vague, some of them a little more specific, some of them would talk about money, others would talk about freedom. And while that's all great, the vague vision doesn't motivate or inspire a team. And I know for sure it won't keep you focused. So let's be clear. If you know me at all, you know that I talk about being practical and strategic. This vision stuff, it's not woo-woo about vibrating energy or manifesting with a vision board or law of attraction. And while those are fine for some, it's not about me. What I'm talking about here is about creating what I call a big picture vision. And if you're a reader, my big picture vision strategy was inspired by Cameron Harold's book, A Vivid Vision. And you can find a link to it in the show notes. Now, sometimes in order to describe something, it's easier if we describe what it's not. So let's talk about what a big picture vision isn't. It's not about the values that no one in your business or knows about or cares about. It's not about setting big, hairy, audacious goals you know you'll never freaking meet. And it's not about focusing on how you're going to achieve your vision. And it's not just about you. You see, a big picture vision is a written, multi-page document that spells out your business mission, that's the business purpose, and the vision of how you're going to bring your mission to reality. It clearly identifies how your business is going to look and feel in that three or five year time frame. It's about the results of you achieving your goals. It's about how every one of your team members knows exactly what you expect and everyone sees how it's a win-win for them as well. You see, a great business leader, a visionary business leader creates a vision, articulates the vision, owns the vision, drives it to completion. And I know that's exactly where you want to be. So that's what a big picture vision is. Hmm. But how do you create one, you might ask? Well, 
Here's what not to do. Number one, because I know this is where 95% of you are going in your mind. Don't worry about how you're going to accomplishment. You know, you might look five years down the road and you go, well, I, I can't imagine that because I don't have a team or I don't have the money or I don't have the time. You're going to have to imagine everything that you will need to make that vision happen. So <laughs> here's an analogy. Let me ask you about the last big vacation trip you took. Perhaps it was going south or maybe it was even going to Europe. How much time did you or someone you know spend planning that trip, right? First of all, there's the decision on where you were going. That's, you know, all about considering things like the budget, the time of year, who you're going with, what you want to do, what type of vacation you want. That's the first part. And the second part is kind of, okay, how you're going to get there, where are you going to stay, which airline, you know, where's the best flight, all those how things. So if you're anything like me to have a successful trip, you need to spend some time planning, right? Well, that's what a big picture vision is. It's the where you are going to in your business. The second step is the how you're going to achieve it. But first, you see, you couldn't or probably wouldn't plan your trip by starting out with the how. You plan your trip by deciding where. It's the same for the future of your business. You and your team need to understand where you're going before anyone can start implementing the how. So the first thing that a big picture vision isn't, it's not about the how, okay? The second thing, don't forecast yet. While it is true about being specific, sometimes we have to let go of numbers and it's more about the feeling you want to do. Now, as you develop your big picture vision, yes, you'll probably put some generalized numbers, okay? The third thing not to do, no typing. How many of you just like to sit there at your computer and type things in? Well, the truth is, and this is combined with number four, which is not in the office. You need to get an old-fashioned pen, a notebook. You need to get out somewhere that is inspiring, preferably in nature, Get out of the office, new surroundings, because the act of writing and the act of brainstorming and brain dumping is what needs to happen now. This is where you're going to allow yourself to dream. And being in the same familiar surroundings typically restricts our dreaming. So get out, you know, get a pen. I love colored pens. Get a notebook. Out and sit under the tree. You know, I used to go to a hotel and sit out on the lawn, drink some champagne, and then kind of let the brain flow. All right. In order to create your vision, here's something else. Don't worry that your vision isn't loved by everyone on your team or everyone that you speak to. Because truthfully, your vision is only going to be loved by those who have similar core values and lifestyle values. If it repels someone, if someone goes, oh, that's not possible, you know, I don't believe in that, you know, give them some time. But perhaps that's an indication they're not a good fit for your organization. 
Another thing, a vision isn't about democracy. While it's true it is your vision of where you want to take your business, you want to encourage others to jump on the same bus with you or get on a different bus, (laughs) right? It's your business. And the last thing is the final product of your big picture vision should be maybe four or five pages. It's a document that you would use, you know, you give it to a VA or graphic artist or somebody to make it look beautiful so that you can use it during recruiting, performance reviews, culture building processes. It's meant to be an internal document that you use to motivate your team and keep you as the visionary leader on track. So here's some key questions you could answer in your small firm's big picture vision. Well, first of all, you know, it's about the time frame, but here are some questions. How much profit and revenue will you be generating? How much freedom will you have and how will you measure it? How many staff will you have in three to five years? How many active case files? What kind of case files? How will my company look and feel when these goals are reached? What will my marketing budget be? What will I be focusing on for marketing? How will you, the owner, feel? You see, with your big picture vision, you'll finally be able to focus your efforts, energize your team, scale your business, attract a rock star team to work with you, and take your organization to new and exciting places. Sounds like a lot, right? I know. And so you might be thinking, so what if I don't have a clearly defined big picture vision? So what? Well, here's what it could be costing you as you grow your firm. Number one, you could be really unprepared for the future. Now, when you think of big firms like Kodak, Kodak couldn't imagine a future without old-fashioned film. And yet everyone went digital. So what happened to Kodak? Apple clearly saw in the future what wasn't there and yet what could be. You know, Steve Jobs had a vision and a mission and then a strategy. Those three things. So what else could it be costing you? It could be costing you missed opportunities like collaboration opportunities, maybe new products. It's costing you for sure, I know, time and money when you get derailed by bright, shiny objects. Because a big picture vision will keep you focused on what to say yes to and what to say no to. It will keep you focused on less is better. Not everything is what is going to help you achieve your vision. It also could be costing you strategic missteps, right? Think of your big picture vision like Google Maps, a GPS for your for your business. You see, Kodak lacked vision, maybe it even lacked imagination, but yet there was Fuji film. They diversified and thrived, knocking their competition right down. And I know for a fact that the lack of a clear big picture vision costs you wasted time, money, and talent. Talent, yes. Frustrated teams and employees because they don't feel part of anything. They're not sure what's all this hard work coming up to. What's it leading up to? With a clear big picture vision, employees feel more fulfilled and purposeful. How do I know? I've seen it happen time and time again. 
as a team puts together a big picture vision, as the leader has it, clarifies it with their team. So I do this work with my clients in what I call my one-to-one business accelerator. I walk them through 11 steps and guess what? I'm going to share these 11 steps with you. It's my gift to you. So you can go to the show notes and you can download this, designing your big picture vision, 11 steps. Okay. Now, I'm not just going to leave that with you. I'm going to just kind of walk you through it so that you maybe can get started yourself. So step number one, this is about identifying and incorporating your lifestyle values into your big picture vision. You might wonder how I built a business that fits into my life, right? I only work three days a week, typically, and yet earn a healthy six figures. It's about time off for me for boating and my grandson. I had to figure out my lifestyle values, keep them in front of me, and then every decision I make, I use those values and my big picture vision as a filter, as a filter. So that's step number one. Step number two is picking the specific time frame. Now, while it might be true to create a vision for 10 years, that's way far in the future. Five years, maybe, but most of us really can't imagine any more than three years. But a hint might be that, you know, if you have uh, maybe in three and a half years, maybe in four years, a significant birthday, or your kids are going to go to school full time, or your kids are leaving the nest, you might be able to start envisaging your business based in that time frame. So pick a specific time frame. Step number three, I've already addressed, is let go of the how thinking. Just imagine you've got all the time, money, energy, whatever it is, to create this vision. Step number four is drafting out the big picture vision in uh, specific segments. And then once you've got a draft, step five is sharing that vision with your team and asking them for feedback. How can the vision be clarified so that they understand it? It's not about you changing the vision with your team. It's about them sharing the clarification and refining it. So step six is just go back and adjust and retweak. Step seven, have a professional create a beautiful document that you're proud to share. Now, then we move on to step number eight, which is about creating your, I call it vision statement. This is a very short one to two line statement. And I teach this in uh, some of my courses where we don't have time to create maybe a whole big picture vision, but we at least identify and write out your vision statement. Now, it's great to have a vision statement or a big picture vision, but step number nine is having it where you can see it. Don't stuff it in a drawer somewhere. I have a big whiteboard and on my whiteboard, I have my vision statement so I can see it daily. Step number 10 is each time you have a business decision to make, ask whether actually is this activity, is this strategy, is this resource helping me get closer to that vision. And lastly, use your big picture vision document during recruiting, performance, and any other workplace events. So I know one of my clients holds quarterly team meetings. Some of them, she takes her team away for a weekend. Some of them are just a day. And this is when they use their big picture vision. Now that they have it, now that they have their values, you know, they play games around, you know, who remembers their values? Uh, 
who remembers and can recite the company values. But they bring this document out every single time. So there you have it. The one simplest strategy that will help you work less and profit more and be better than 99% of the other small firms out there. Now, next week, I'm going to talk about something. It's called, I'm calling it the unsexy truth. Because you know, and I know, that not everything about running a seven-figure, you know, law accountancy business is sexy. In fact, most of it isn't sexy at all. And it maybe it's not even fun, but it's necessary. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. Thanks for listening to the Work Less Profit More podcast. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Until next week, remember, you can do this. Hey, Diana here again. If you feel as though your business is running you and you would rather stop the hustle and regain some freedom, let's chat. Head over to www.dianalidstone.com slash apply. And let's talk about your business and how you can work less, profit more. Bye for now.